Three, two, one. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 Welcome, everybody, to the Be Kind Podcast, part of the Animal Advocates of South Central PA's mission to create a more compassionate and loving world for all living creatures, especially cats and other animals, because International Cat Day was recently, so we always like to celebrate our furry feline companion animals. But we love all animals, and they all deserve to be loved. And if you are listening to this, we can please subscribe to it on anywhere where podcasts are sold, or email us at bekindpodcast at gmail.com. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by John and Alexandria Cahill. Hey, how's it going? Hi, guys. How are you? Great. Doing pretty good. good today. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good, yeah. So, Alexandria, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your vegan journey? Sure. So, so I actually, when I was pretty young, probably like first or second grade, um, when I first realized what I was actually eating, I think like my, my dad probably told me. So, at that point, when I was that age, I became a vegetarian. So, as a vegetarian, as a child, like through middle school, but then at some point, I think in high school, I started me- eating meat again. I don't know if I forgot or I got away from it, but I remember I was at a friend's house and I did, you know, probably from high school through college and like a little after that. And then again, you know, then after that, I, I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore and, and became vegetarian again. So the vegan journey started, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of, it's not around anymore, but it was called Miffy's Animal Rescue. So a friend of mine, Chelsea Hall, she was the um, director of Miffy's and I would like follow her stuff on Facebook and she um, primarily rescued um, dogs. So, so I was seeing that she was going, she was an all vegan uh, dog rescue. So her and her husband were vegan. So at that time, you know, I just always thought in my head, there's no way I could ever be vegan. But I never really knew, you know, about dairy and how horrific it is, probably until I, you know, started to look into it more. So I was seeing that she was posting about these dogs that are going to need foster homes. They were coming from our rescue in Louisiana. So, um, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to do this. (laughs) And I had, I had my smaller dog Nova at the time, probably for like four months or five months. Um, so I was like, you know, we're just going to foster and do that. And then of course we got attached to Leia, who's my bigger dog (laughs) and ended up being a foster fail. And, uh, you know, ended up adopting her, like, soon after. So now I have two dogs and a cat. But, but yeah, basically, Chelsea was the one that saw that she did it. And I started learning more about it. And I would start following, like, different rescues on Facebook. And then I think I saw the animal advocates on Facebook. So, yeah, I just started learning more about it. And, you know, when I realized what what it really was, I'm like, I need, you know, I want to be vegan. <laughs> That was the journey. And then I started, you know, volunteering. Like through you guys, I started volunteering um, at the different animal sanctuaries. And that was just like the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, that uh, speaks to the common theme we hear on the show that the best way to make vegans is to have people hang out with awesome vegans. So, right. 
What did those conversations with Chelsea look like as you were dipping your toes into veganism? Yeah, so I don't even remember us having, like, I just remember, I just remember, like, admiring her. I just remember saying, like, I don't know how you could do that, or I could be vegetarian, but I could never be vegan. But, yeah, she was never one to, like, you know, try to talk anyone into it. It was just, like, how they were living, and this is what the rescue is. And so I think I gradually just started being vegan as time went on and and i watched different I, I remember watching like what the health you know different things or or i would see different posts about the dairy industry or how horrible animals were being treated like i would see like videos and try not to i can't hardly take it watching it but i think you know once i really realized what it was because i just really didn't have any idea before about the dairy aspect of it until I knew. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing though, that you, you went vegetarian so young. That, yes. That, yeah. You don't really hear that too much. Like it's usually, it happens in their teens or so, but that's right. awesome that you started so early. Yeah. I was, I just, I always loved animals. Like I just loved animals and I loved the earth and nature. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just remember like my dad telling me like, hamburgers or cows or something like that yeah and I just stopped I was even when I did eat meat like I didn't eat it that much so even when I stopped it wasn't like a huge deal in high school when you started to drift away from vegetarianism was there a strong community for that kind of lifestyle or did you find that you were a bit more alienated yeah, I mean, I don't think I knew, like, any other kids that were vegetarian. My mom, for for years, she she's a pescatarian, mm-hmm. so... And I actually think for a while, she, she was just a vegetarian, so mm-hmm. I knew... Like, she was probably the only person that I knew. <laughs> like, oh, wow. definitely, I didn't have any friends that didn't eat meat, and... You know, like back then there wasn't no social media. Like I didn't know anything about veganism or anything. Right. And that was not a common, it was not common at all. Yeah, back then. Right. Definitely. John, how old were you when you went vegetarian again? I was uh, 14-ish, 13-ish. Oh, wow. Is when it really started. 15, I was completely vegetarian at that point. Like it it was a struggle because my parents were like really against it. So okay <laughs> uh, how how did you like how did it start for you uh it was my cousin actually he was he had been vegetarian for years and i just remember my first real experience was i was eating chicken in front of him and i felt so guilty and i was like hiding oh. my food in front of him i was like oh i'm so sorry And he's like no it's you know it's whatever and i was like it wasn't right i knew it wasn't right then and i was really young like right. i probably i probably would have been a vegetarian like at in you know elementary school if it wasn't for my parents right but you know they just really pushed the whole you know eat meat blah 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 you know but yeah my cousin really was like the person who really got me into it he was actually the first person to get me into activism too because we we actually went to like fur and trapper conventions to like protest and okay. I and I was eight years old when we went to those, and it was crazy. We never told my parents that. We just we just went. <laughs> what? what kind of support did you have from your family when you were a young practicing vegetarian, Alexandria? Um, mine were fine. I don't remember it being any 
any big deal at all. I know like my dad, like he'll still make comments like, you know, you need your protein or, you know, they're talking about my daughter too. Like Jayla's not getting enough protein. Like at this point, I'm just like, we're getting enough protein. You know, we're good. You know, it's not like I don't get into heated things with, I mean, I have earlier on, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you know, some people, you know, you, they can only get it to the extent of what they understand. Right. So, yeah, when I was younger, I don't remember them saying anything to me about it. And my mom was mostly vegetarian. So, like, right. so it was yeah, kind of like so a support. Yeah, I don't, and I don't remember like my grandparents or no, yeah, no one ever really made any negative comments about it or anything. Well, that's better than yeah. <laughs> being chastised for. Wanting animals to live. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they didn't quite understand it, but they weren't, yeah, like, trying to talk me out. I always just did. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. Like, I always did what I wanted to do. Right, right, right. I didn't listen too well. (laughs) Once you make it through a few years of holidays, the whole family gets used to it and they stop trying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned you also volunteer quite frequently nowadays. Can you elaborate more on your volunteer experiences? You know, I've just gone to some of the local animal sanctuaries around here when the animal advocates have the volunteer days. And my daughter has come with me. And I just think it's such a great experience. And you really get to to interact with the animals and get to know all their personalities. And it's just it's just so amazing all of these the people that have these animal sanctuaries and everything that they do it's so inspiring and it makes me like want to do more it makes me want to like be a better person just watching that and getting to know the animals and and it's also sad too because you you know then you think of all the animals that are still suffering so i definitely struggle with that a lot but i'm able to be in the moment while i'm there and you know, enjoy, enjoy the time with the animals. There's a couple of ideas that came to my head as you were talking is one is the idea of always trying to be a better person to represent veganism well and be there for the animals. In your example, where Chelsea was a great example for you, and that led you to start practicing veganism in the same way. It kind of puts a lot of pressure on all of us to feel like we always have to show up as our best selves to get people to look at the lifestyle favorably. Do you find that is a factor in how you behave in your everyday life? Yeah, I think so. Like, I feel like there's like a fine line. Like, you don't want to be like too pushy or be like too annoying, you know, every time you're with your non-vegan friends or family. But, you know, like little things or send an article here and there or tell them about, you know, what you're doing. Like, I kind of think that could be a not as intimidating or pushy or if it comes up in conversation i'll talk about it so yeah i just think like modeling it and and putting it out there is is a big thing if it's too much like people resist and become defensive about it you don't want to be that guy who's constant or that individual (laughs) who's constantly coming at people for their food choices you go to the lunch table at your office and you start calling people out for cruelty in their sandwich and then right yeah i mean like i would want to say more but yeah there is like a fine line yeah flipping the table over at a wedding because there's deviled eggs on it (laughs) yeah bringing like a powerpoint to the meeting well for me i found that when i first started 
the vegan lifestyle that I was always gung-ho and had all these answers and really wanted to have these conversations. Well, here's where I get my protein. Funny you should ask. And now I just go, I don't get enough protein. I'm wasting away. Leave me alone. Yeah, (laughs) It gets too much. Yeah. Yeah, Like you don't want to always have to like explain yourself. I think I wrote a blog post called let just let me eat my food, please. (laughs) And then also another thing I was thinking about as you were talking is the almost existential pressure or weight of the sheer volume of animal suffering out there and how it's so hard to keep your head up when you're so passionate about this cause but yet it's so overwhelmingly and so just the sheer scale of it is incomprehensible yeah it's super it's so hard like every time i see you know one of those trucks with the animals just thinking about it you know i cry every time it's just yeah you just you just wish you could do more and i feel like too so i'm a social worker so i work with kids in the foster care system so you know anything like that can get overwhelming and i just think i have to tell myself or you, you do as much as you can and you can always try to do more and you know, try to spread the word and talk to people that feel the same way as you and kind of get that message out there. But yeah, it's, it's so hard. It's so sad to think about all the animal suffering. It's horrible. Total aside, but I actually have a master's in social work too. Or I don't know if you have one, but I have a master's in social work. <laughs> yeah, I just have a bachelor's, but <laughs> well, yeah. I do behind the scenes administrative macro fundraising type stuff so you're actually out there doing the important things i'm just looking at emails and excel spreadsheets all day so that's awesome yeah it's great i've yeah i've done for i graduated college in 2008 so 12 years yeah i love it i like my job a lot it's definitely meaningful work but it's hard definitely hard at times We touched on this a little bit, but the nature of your profession is very compassionate, heavy, a lot of empathy involved, always having to put yourself out there emotionally and deal with these very draining crises, I'd imagine, on a regular basis. And then even in your personal life, so what you have for dinner has a certain level of compassion and empathy to it in the way you approach your food choices. How do you keep yourself, for lack of a better word, sane? as you try and navigate life in this incredibly non-vegan world while also addressing these very heavy problems in your professional life? Well, (laughs) I'm not always saying no. It's it's not always easy, but I really try to just, I don't know, what helps me is just trying to stay in the moment. I do like guided meditations a lot. You know, not that I'm like always can do that, but that's a that's a good a good coping skill that I have. Just really try to stay in the moment and tell myself that, you know, you're doing this right now or you're you're doing what you can kind of thing. But yeah. Or or I talk to you know, I talk to my mom or I'll talk to a friend or something like that to try to deal with it but yeah it's definitely not always easy i think meditation mindfulness and all that's really the way i consistently try and address those issues too and i've been reading a lot of not self-help books but professional empowerment kind of books and read a bunch of articles and they're all basically the same they're basically eat right sleep more and practice mindfulness and sometimes it's with jesus sometimes it's with nature sometimes it's yeah with whatever so they're all basically the same message yeah staying in the moment and it's not easy but yeah otherwise your mind is just constantly going and constantly worrying so you always have to find something to 
to bring you back because that's what's all of us every day. There's like so many things going on. But You also mentioned that you have a daughter. Does she also oh, practice yeah. a vegan lifestyle? So she does, I would say, for the most part with me. You know, I'm vegan and everything I make is vegan or if we go somewhere. So for the most part, but like if she's just with my parents or at school or something like that like she will eat other stuff not never meat but she'll be vegetarian I would say for the most part yeah and that wasn't something that like when I decided like I told her you need to do this it was really like an organic thing like I started doing it and I feel like not soon or soon after she just said, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. So like, it was just, it wasn't even a big deal. Like we hardly thought like it just kind of went into that and that's how it's been. Yeah. So she definitely has, you know, an awareness and a love for animals and is very compassionate. So, you know, I, I would hope that, you know, as she gets older, that won't change and she'll continue and possibly be a hundred percent vegan. But for the most part, she is. Ties back to what we were talking about before, where the best way to make vegans is have them hang out with awesome vegans. So it sounds right. like you're doing your part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, I think she's the only one that I've convinced so far, but <laughs> oh, no, but hopefully, yeah, you never know. Like you just never know what kind of impact you would have on somebody so have to try to do the right thing as much as you can and hopefully it'll have some kind of impact does your veganism ever come up in your professional life and conversations with individuals you serve actually it has come up not a lot but and it's come up you know like at staff meetings like if we have like a christmas party or but it's never like a huge in-depth conversation are your coworkers pretty supportive about that so far yeah they seem pretty nice yeah i mean i think i explained it and kind of just go with it and Mm -hmm. i don't have i work from home even before the pandemic started so i don't have like every day you know i'm not seeing them every single day like probably monthly in person so it's not as much but but yeah, like they're definitely aware of it and and no one's ever said anything negative, at least like to me. <laughs> but I think Good. they're, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> but I think they're probably supportive of it. Rewind a little bit talking about your daughter and her vegan journey or hopefully yeah. vegan journey. Yeah. The way she describes her academic or school or social life now, do you see any differences in the terms of the acceptance or just overall vegetarian, vegan friendly environment? For young people nowadays versus when you were in her situation? Yeah, I do. I actually see there's like a few people in her class. Like I want to say like, I don't know, two or three that are not, I don't know any that are vegan, but some are vegetarian. So it's definitely more talked about, more accepted. There's always so many more options there's always like a vegetarian option i mean i pack her lunches but i remember going on like a school camping trip and yeah so there's it's definitely different from from when i was around and she goes to a private school and it's pretty accepting of of everything for the most part but yeah i mean i think even if like she'll go to public school in high school and i think i'm sure there'll be more kids and it'll be more known about veganism something that i I'm curious as to know about with all of our guests now is what do you see as next step in your own personal vegan journey? For example, I personally want to start doing more research into different policies regarding slaughterhouses and making sure I use more vegan cosmetics or not cosmetics, toiletries. 
Toiletries. Okay, that's the one yeah. in my life. I don't wear cosmetics. Though there's not anything wrong with that. Anyway, so <laughs> right. what do you see as the next step in your vegan journey as a way you can continue down this continuum? So I changed a lot. I mean, I've always been really concerned about the environment, but I think as I became a vegan, more so like with the toilet paper and the everything, the waste, it does really change your mindset and just makes you more aware i always think like in the future i really want to do as a career something with animals something to help animals i feel like that is my passion love my job and i love working with the kids but yeah i feel like more so i would want to do something with animals some kind of in i don't know in rescue or in sanctuary life or I always think like oh I want to I wish I could become a vet so I could give like free services to the animals at the animal sanctuaries like I think about that a lot I don't know if that'll ever happen but like you never know yeah if I could do something like that I just feel like that would be that would be huge a huge help to them because I know like you know, there's always so many vet bills and expenses. And I used to watch like different shows on Animal Planet. And I know like a lot of the vet would do would do that or do the spay and neuter clinic. So I think about stuff like that. Well, it's never too late for now. Right. You never know. <laughs> I think you should go for it because there really isn't enough people right. out there doing that kind of stuff. And I it's know. desperately needed. So I think you should do it. Right. That's Maybe just- one day. It's like I always think in my head like, so like I like you know I like the aspect of my job. It's so flexible, and I'm able to be home and do stuff with my daughter, and then and with my animals too. Like they're they're super spoiled. Like I never leave them for that long a period of time, you know, by themselves. So yeah, with like a vet, it's it, some of these jobs. It's so demanding and would take me away. But maybe in the future, I would think like like when my daughter would be older. It sounds like you had a gradual transition to veganism. So if someone's thinking about starting a vegan lifestyle or their own vegan journey, what's the first step that you would recommend them taking? I would say talking with somebody that's vegan, probably like watching some of the documentaries that really exposes the dairy industry and the mistreatment of animals. And I just feel like once or if you allow yourself to see that and really know what it is, some kind of switch, you know, went off in me at least, or that was just like a light bulb. I can't be a part of this. Yeah. And, and, or just do it gradually, you know, how people do like the meatless Mondays or just less and less and just keep educating yourselves and talking to people that that are vegan and that have done it because I'm sure like most vegans you know like years ago never thought they could do it either but we can do it (laughs) and we're doing good and we're healthy and no animals are being harmed I've been vegan for a mere six years and I feel so spoiled when I talk to people like you and John who have been at it for (laughs) Much, much longer. So thank you for trailblazing the way so individuals like me could easily practice a vegan lifestyle. I very much appreciate yeah. and you are both the reasons why the movement's as strong as it is right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well thank I'm yeah, I'm I get so happy when I know anyone is vegan. It's like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just like wow. And just all the options now and yeah, it just really is I would probably so much easier than it once was well that's all the questions i have john you got anything i'm i can't think of anything else thank you for being on here we really appreciate it 
Yeah, thank you guys so much. Well, any final parting words for our listeners? <laughs> Let's see. If you have any questions about going vegan, um, you know, reach out to one of us or check out the resources of the Animal Advocates website and just educate yourselves and know that there's a different way to live. And you can reach out to us at the podcast at BeKindPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a fantastic rest of Three, your day or night. Three, two, one. Meow, meow, meow. 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 Meow, meow, meow.